Doki. Welcome, my friends, to Listening to Recently Added, a podcast that listens to the podcast Recently Added and tells you about it. I usually say that's what we do, and then I call myself out for not being more than one person. But see, I just used the passive tense there, and, I, and so now it's the podcast that does it, not any number of people. Language, man, that is really the medium we are using here. I'm Jonas Oppenheim, stater of the obvious, host of Listening to Recently Added. I'd like to invite you to email me at listeningtorecentlyadded at gmail.com. So far, listener correspondence holding steady at two emails received. I really appreciate it. I've got one review uh, on iTunes. You can listen to this show on iTunes. You can download it. We're also on SoundCloud. That's how I listen to this. Uh, pumps up my numbers every every week. I know at least one of those listens is me, and it's like a little a little love letter to myself. Also coming up on today's big show, a return of our special guest B Man to help me review a kids show. So you know you're going to want to hear that. That will come near the end of this episode. So let's talk about Recently Added. No, let's talk about listening to Recently Added a little longer. I have not yet. I'm on episode seven of eight. So next next week will be my the, the finale. I have not secured an interview or guest appearance from anyone related to Recently Added so far. I don't even know how it would work, how the technology will work. However, there is some exciting... News And there's also an announcement that applies to everybody. Some of you may know that there is a comedian named Jason Sines who had a horrible accident and is basically now paralyzed. And all these wonderful comedians, including the recently added family, are throwing him a fundraiser on April 1st in Los Angeles. And then there's also going to be fundraisers in New York and Washington, D.C. within a couple of days. So it's a three-city fundraiser extravaganza. It's a movement, man. If it's three cities, that is a movement or a Dickens novel and or like a sequel to a Dickens novel. Anyway, go to Jason's fundraiser. It's on April 1st. I'm going to be there or go find Jason Signs S-A-E-N-Z on his GoFundMe, on GoFundMe. Go to GoFundMe and send him some money. They've raised a lot of money, but because America sucks, uh, you can't ever have accidents or you're going to go broke and he needs more money to complete his treatment. I know there's many things in the world that deserve your money and attention, but this is a good one. And also it will be entertaining if you go to the show. I say all that to feel good about my willingness to help others in the world, but also I think I might run into Will Miles there, the elusive other host of Recently Added, whom I've never met, even though now I've sort of um, evaluated him and done some done some uh, critiques of, of his work. And I will continue to, even after meeting him, but that might be as close as we get to the guest appearance that I want to top off this show with. So I'll bring my phone. Maybe he'll consent to an interview. I have no idea what we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about what's dropping on, on Netflix that week. So let's talk about Recently Added. Great episode. Really, for those of you who've been listening closely, 
or even casually, uh, this was a good episode. Their guest was Erin Rose Chan, who was very prepared. Like she showed up, she 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 was clearly funny and smart as a whip, and she had watched like all the shows, and I think she might have watched more shows than anyone else. There's something about like just buying into the concept, showing up ready to go that reassures you as the listener. So I really appreciated that. You know, the other more laid back guests have been totally fine and fun, but man, I felt like we were really going to really going to play the concept hard today and and I think that's really what happened. I know that she's a host of the podcast How to Watch Movies the Right Way, which if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we have traded shout-outs across podcasts. Uh, I feel very much in the mix of the podcast firmament right now to mix some metaphors. Uh, so feeling very psyched how these, you know, it's like who, who you know in this business, right? And I don't know any of these people, so it's perfect. I also kind of like how a guest from another podcast, it's like everyone does other things, but the thing that a lot of we writers and comedians who do these podcasts, it's like our podcasts are sort of what's going on for us. And so when we show up on other people's podcasts, we meaning people, not me, I don't know. Is that what the Hollywood studio system was like? Like lending out talent to competing studios to raise the cachet of that star? So uh, I also enjoyed, I don't know if it was this guest or whatever, but I think I've mentioned before, I really enjoy Nick having to be the ringmaster of the podcast. Like he's the guy who's got the structure and the organization and he's moving it along. He's such an independent spirit and a rebel that it's really great to see him have to be the boss. Um, And he's good at it. It's not a knock. It's just sort of, it's enjoyable hearing him in that role. Uh, Everyone was on their game this week. It was organized, but there was enough space to get into like the reviews and the riffs. Like it was laid back, but it was definitely moving along. I'm trying to like articulate why it was such a particularly good episode. It was lots of fun. Maybe it's maybe they're just hitting their stride. Like everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's trusting each other. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they started, of course, with Netflix news. They had their musical intro from Lyra. I, a strong approval. I'm really glad this has been instituted as a regular thing. It's great. And there's always a little bit of like audio. You can tell Lyra is somewhere else, and it's coming through some sort of s- speaker that is distorting things slightly, and. <laughs> feels like she's a robot or something. I don't know. It, it tickles me. The Netflix news, to recap it really briefly, was that Netflix is going to offer a mobiles-only plan, like so you can watch stuff on your phone. Apparently, that's what the kids are doing. I don't know. I have a kid. He's not... I mean, he is sort of doing that. He watches TV. We've given up on, on that sort of plan for parenting. But he does watch stuff on the phone. For a while, I could get away with saying, oh, no, I'm sorry, my phone doesn't have that show. My phone doesn't have YouTube. But now he knows that that's not the case. Uh, so I just have to straight up refuse without lying. And so, yeah, we'll watch videos occasionally. Like, like if I want to show him something like, oh... Are you interested in the Beatles? Okay, here's this, here's them performing live on a show, or you know, here's what they look like, or here's the Ramones, or whatever it is we talk about. Here's a giraffe, and he's so used to the phone at this point; it's crazy. I mean, he knows all the letters of the alphabet, but he's not so secure about them. But what he does know is the icons on the iPhone, right? He knows exactly where everything is. He knows how to work it. It's like so intuitive they've they they've really they really know what they're doing those iphone people 
you think it's bad for me to let my kid watch TV and play with the phone? Have your own kid. Tell me how it goes. Email me, listening to recently added at gmail.com. And my and actually also on the phone subject, like my fingers have gotten really sore lately, and I think it's because I've been on my phone a lot. And I'm always like looking out for ways that the phone is changing us. Like I wonder if the advent of these phones is sort of like a an evolution or de-evolution event. You know, I can feel my eyeballs getting affected by it, like squinting or reacting to their brightness. My posture, right? If you're if you're always holding something up in front of your face, that affects your posture. Certainly people are dying because they're texting while driving and that's sort of changing society. I know not everyone is as phone obsessed as Los Angeles culture, but you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the stealth robot coup that I've not, I wouldn't say that I spend a lot of time worrying about it, but we all know that it's a possibility, right? We've seen the Terminator situation, but it's more like they've snuck in, right? The, like the Americans or something, but phones, there's your show. There's your show idea of the week. It's like the Americans, but it's phones. And it can be shown on Netflix. Man, this is not the brief version of Netflix news that I thought this was going to be. Uh, there's other Netflix news. <laughs> there's uh, They've reached the tipping point of adding more original content than older stuff. They, I guess they plan to phase out everything but original Netflix content or stuff they can stamp as original Netflix content. I don't. I guess that means all those movies are going away. Does that mean we can have video stores again? Host Will attended the Kids' Choice Awards, which is a Nickelodeon Awards event. Uh, man, Will is a big deal. I'm I'm learning it slower and slower. He doesn't flaunt it, but you know, I I think he might be really a big player in Hollywood. Lori Laughlin, right, was one of the parents who got busted for paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids into college. That news is not being broken on this show. It's not a scoop, but. I did. I do agree with the criticism of like, why are the women in the relationship getting all the crap about it when they're what, like, where are the husbands in all this? Like, how did Lori Laughlin and and the other one who's married to William H Macy, right? Like, why isn't he in trouble? Because we assume he's his character on um, Shameless, and so he wasn't around. I don't know. But fuck the myth of meritocracy. We all know it's bullshit. I hope it goes away. Uh, I've always said that if I ever get invited to like give a career talk, I want to, I want to start like if they ever like, so how did you, how did you build your career? This is hypothetical because this assumes that I have a career that people want to talk to me about, but I I would, I want to stay like upfront. Well, first of all, before I talk about my hard work and my great ideas, I want to point out that my family could afford for me to attend NYU and graduate debt-free, okay? That is a huge advantage. I strongly recommend it. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like, if we were honest, that's that would be part of every narrative, every success narrative of people who've had that kind of privilege, right? Uh, I've had an amazing job for the last 10 years. And how did I get this job? Because of family connections, pure and simple. I mean, I'm totally competent, whatever, but some people don't have a network of people who have uh, job opportunities available to them, right? That's what I want to talk about, hit career talks. Not to be discouraging, but to, I mean, let's acknowledge what the playing field is actually like, right? I think unless we change that conversation, 
then we get people thinking that Donald Trump is a self-made billionaire who's smart and attractive and fucking fuck all that. All right, so then they got into the reviews of the shows. Erin, again, watched everything. Most prepared guest of all time, absolutely. She gets an award. Uh, they watched a film, I guess a, a, a like a, a biopic about Motley Crue called The Dirt. Fucking kill me. Fuck Motley Crue. They suck. I was more of a Guns N' Roses person. When I was in high school, there was going to be the Guns N' Roses Metallica concert in Southern California. So excited. Got my ticket. And then, like, Axel was having some sort of personal issues, and the show was then, like, not going to happen. And uh, I was at a movie theater in Santa Monica, and during the movie, like, Axel Rose was walking up and down the aisles. And then after the movie, I went outside, and there's Axel Rose, and... His, I believe it was his wife, and I think her name was Stephanie Seymour. And I'm 13, and I go, and I like, I was like, "Hey, Axel," <laughs> and and they stopped and like looked at me, and I was like, "Are you still going to do the show or what?" <laughs> and and he just like turned around and walked away, and his wife looked at him like, "You're not even going to say shit to this kid." Cool. So thanks, Axel. Did you ever do that show? Now I don't care. Now I don't want to see your show, Axel. Motley Crue, even worse. I wouldn't have even talked to Motley Crue. Uh, I don't want to see... I also don't like biopics. It always makes whatever thing you liked about the real subject of the biopic worse to see it in a movie, in my opinion. Same with... I was just thinking about this, talking about... um, Like, I haven't heard Hamilton or anything, but I was thinking about how musicals... And I'm like a playwright, right? And I've written musicals. But musicals always make the genre of music worse you know like they do a the like worse version of whatever genre they're working in i assume that's the case with hamilton like it's not as good as actual hip-hop and same with rock musicals or, or whatever i mean i think that like show tune genre is probably fine for musicals but every time they try to do something else it's a little troublesome for me it turns me off it sounds like there is heroin abuse in Motley Crue in the Motley Crue movie. I know that that's part of their story. I, yeah, you know, I lost a friend to heroin addiction, and I don't think it's fun or cool to watch in a movie. There was a time where I did think it was, and now it's just like every single portrayal, whether it's um, negative or glamorizing, it just all sucks, and it doesn't get how lame and sad it is, which is really, I think, the only way we should be talking about it. So I don't want to see that portrayed. Uh, I also have that feeling about children in peril now. Like, I don't want to see movies where a child, uh, you know, obviously because I'm a dad, right? So I don't want to see children getting killed. I don't want to see murder mysteries that start with a dead child. Like, um, I mean, I guess I watched True Detective, but it was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> the biggest fuck you I can remember, I think the first one I saw as a, as a parent was this movie Beneath the Surface, which was, all I knew about it was Scarlett Johansson plays an alien and does like full on nudity. And I was like, okay, fine. I have some time to kill. And like, all I remember about the movie now is that at some point there's this sequence where there's a dog stuck in the 
ocean, like in the undertow. And so the mom is swimming out to get the dog and then the dog's gone. Now the mom is in the same spot in the ocean and she can't get back. And so the dad swims out there. And then you look over at the beach and there's a little kid, like a a one-year-old kid just sitting on the beach crying, wondering where everyone's gone. And you're like, oh, they're not coming back. This is horrible. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. So I'm sort of like, I don't know. Maybe that's they're sitting there as the filmmakers being like, ha ha. I'm going, I want to make you feel emotions. And I'm like, I don't want to feel those emotions. No, thanks. For what it's worth, I was in a band. I have a lot of memories of being in a dysfunctional uh, band (laughs) for 10 years. uh, It took us five years to play between concerts at one point. We all, uh, we grew up together. We played, uh, we grew up in LA and then moved to New York to be more or less be the band. We were called the Rosenbergs when we arrived in New York, only to find out that there was another band called the Rosenbergs. So then we changed our name to the what we got banned from CBGBs for trying to incite the audience to move chairs around it was it was sort of a trumped up charge it was not as punk rock as it sounds but it does sound good to be able to say we got um, banned from cbgb's but then i think we ended up playing a second gig at cbgb's our shows were pretty chaotic uh, we had our, our guitar player the friend who i lost that i just mentioned he liked to play his guitar really loud he was an amazing guitar player but we were sort of at the mercy of how loud he felt like playing his guitar so that created some sonic problems i remember a towards the end of being in the band we played in a a sex club like a like a full-on like fetish it was a fetish warehouse right in in brooklyn and i remember playing my guitar next to a naked guy with a rainbow like a rainbow clown wig and a cock ring and nothing else he was just standing there he wasn't like jerking off he was just enjoying the concert. <laughs> That's a vivid memory. We recorded an album. You, you, I don't think you can really get it anywhere. Uh, it's called Help Is On The Way. I think you can find our songs or at least our videos online. Uh, our lead singer, Lucas Revolution, a very talented guy, has a Vimeo site where you can see our videos. They're worth checking out. One was about the Greek myth, the Bacchae, right? And um, that involves a lot of naked women in it, if you like that sort of thing. And the other one was uh, we filmed at the big anti-war protest in New York in 2003 when we were just starting the war that is still happening. Uh, That one's called 68. It was fun. We just sort of like turned on our little stereo with our song and then lip synced it by dancing in front of all these angry looking cops, like the actual cops that were there for the protest. And uh, it's pretty fun to watch. It's a little verite. I think we kept from getting in trouble because we had like four guys with video cameras circling us the whole time. Uh, pretty entertaining. Anyway, not going to see this Motley Crue uh, movie. I did, however, enjoy Nick's line about how there should have been a band called Tommy Lee and the Tamales. <laughs> I approve of that joke. Uh, then they watched the OA. I did not see season one of the OA. They were pretty high on it. I, I was surprised. I It looked to me like kind of artsy and pretentious and um, and I guess that's what it is, but it also is good, according to the um, recently added crew. My my only thought with the OA is one of my favorite names to drop of, of any neighbor practically I've ever had. I, I used to live next door to Ryan Heffington, who's this like famous uh, choreographer now, and I guess he did the choreography for the OA. And he lent me costumes from his own personal collection for my rock musical about aliens. So I approve of Ryan Heffington. Haven't seen the OA. Maybe someday I will. 
they watch this show called Selling Sunset, an unscripted show about like blonde real estate agents. Sounds horrible. Definitely not the kind of show I want to watch. Nick went on a big old rant about scripted reality shows, like presenting themselves as unscripted but actually being scripted. Nick is a, a connoisseur of reality shows. I know he really likes them. And so yet he was really he really hated this show and had a lot to say about it. What I have to say, as far as recently added goes, is we need more Nick ranting. Please release the beast, man. He's got such a depth of anger, and yet he's he's you know he's usually on on good behavior, probably for the benefit of the guest or just having fun, which mellows him out. But I want to hear more. I want to hear. I want Nick to have like a. Who's the guy in 60 Minutes who would, like, Andy Rooney, who would who would have, like, a minute where he would just rant as an old man? Like, you, you guys need to make sure that Nick gets a rant in every episode. I mean, it is, it's, it's such a ride. Come on, give it to us. That's what we want. Uh, they watched a show called Remastered, which really is a bad name for what it is, which is uh, documentaries about true crime murder situations from the music world, like real stuff that happened. Uh, but they gave it a, a, a positive recommendation. It sounded pretty crazy. It was, I guess, um, in the context of the Troubles in Ireland and a Beatles cover band got murdered and there was all this cover-up. If you like that sort of thing, okay. Recently added, recommends it. Uh, it was around now in the episode that Nick busted Will for sometimes playing along like he's seen stuff but then it turns out he hasn't, but he's been going, uh-huh, oh yeah, right, you know, <laughs> which I've definitely picked up on with Will, um, so it's funny that Nick called him out on it. Um, I uh, I sort of have that where, because I was in this band and lost some of my hearing because of my friend's loud-ass guitar and me not really taking care of my young ear eardrums, so now, like, if I'm at a restaurant or a club or a party where there's lots of noise, it's I'm I'm more deaf than most people. So I I, I do the thing of like smiling as if I'm I understand the words that are being said, but when I haven't heard shit, so I feel I feel what Will's saying. He didn't. He it's more like he doesn't want to um, make a big deal out of not having done what he was supposed to do. <laughs> I think that's more the vibe than trying to really get away with something. I'm just trying to get away with it. I won't. But if you try to call me on it, I won't admit that that's what's happening. So try me at a party. Maybe Will can try me when I meet him at the Jason Signs fundraiser. Holy shit. Man, that would be so crazy. All right, Mirage. They watched a movie called Mirage. They gave it a bad review. Uh, it's something, some sci-fi movie about changing the past. Why are people trying to do serious versions of Back to the Future? Uh, they watched a, a movie, a show, a TV show, I, I, I don't know, called Most Beautiful Thing, uh, Brazilian Mrs. Mizell. Okay, that's how they described it. I'm not going to watch it, but uh, I love Brazilian music. Man, Bossa Nova, that gets Gilberto album. Uh, it's one of my favorites still after, after years of listening to it. Tropicalia, right? Like when, when the Bossa Nova movement kind of started listening to the Beatles and taking acid, it got pretty interesting in uh, Brazilian pop music. That was under a fascist regime that sounds really awful. So it's crazy that they were making such like free music. I imagine we're making free music somewhere out there. I might be too old to know where. I hate the Brazilian president too, Bolsonaro. Fuck him. 
homophobic fascist buddy of Trump. Uh, they gave the most beautiful thing a positive recommendation. Okay. Uh, then there were, they watched a soccer movie. I never got the name of it. Uh, this was a documentary about a young French soccer star who I think is currently a French soccer star. I hadn't heard of him. I don't know the most recent guys. I remember the, their names from the World Cups of years past. I've had the great fortune in my life of being in Europe for a few World Cups, like when the World Cup is happening. It's often happening in Europe, but or if it's not, then they're just paying attention to it. I was on some class trip when I was like 13. We were in Germany. I got a, sh- a, a, a jersey, and I remember when they won, Germany won, and like everyone was trashed and hugging each other in the streets, and I was wearing my jersey, so everyone was hugging me. All these like old German guys kept coming up and giving me hugs, and I was, I was traveling the summer that France beat Brazil, and I always remember I was in a youth hostel, and um, there's this little Brazilian guy sitting on his bed. Like, he didn't even want to go out. He was, like, so sad, and he had a drum, like, like, like he was trying to audition for Brazilian guy. He just had his drum, and he kept tapping on it sadly and going, three, zero, three. That was the score of the, of the <laughs> World Cup game that Brazil lost. Three to zero. Poor guy. And then on a recent trip, when... It was Spain, Spain beating Holland. I was on a ferry from Holland to England. So the game was happening. Everyone, there was like a TV on the boat somewhere. Everyone was just like everyone on the boat was crowded around the TV watching it. We got to the England side of, of the water and everyone got off the ferry and just stayed in, in the uh, boat station. Is that what it's called? Boat station to watch the rest of the game. Uh, that is, I just love, I love the, the ardent support, you know, everyone's just so into the damn world cup. I wish we had something like that here, but more, I wish that we weren't descending into fascism there. They watched a different show called Carlo and Malik. I don't know. I don't think that I I don't remember anything about this. I don't think they liked it. I'm not going to spend much time on the stuff they didn't want to watch. I'm not even going to mention the other things they didn't want to watch. It was around here in the podcast that will once again, He's engaged, and he called his fiance, which is the technical term for the person, the female that you're engaged to, he called her his girlfriend. So, so my take was that it sounds like the Nick and Lyra's will they, won't they get engaged, or will they, won't they play up the will they, won't they tension on recently added. That kind of, they haven't touched on that in a while. And so that's kind of sad uh, for me. I thought that was going to be a segment, but. Um, maybe the new segment is when will Will start calling his fiance his fiance? Any any takers? Let's see what happens. I'll be tuning in. Then finally, we get to the children's show that they didn't watch, which I have taken. I said I would do it. I've got a kid. We decided. Now I decided to make him watch this kids show with me. It's called Charlie's Color Forms City terrible name but here are some highlights of this podcast passive tense watching charlie's colorform city with our special guest b-man so i'm here with b-man remember why we call you b-man yeah why because it's a spy name because it's a spy name yeah that's a good that's a good yes 
and we are watching a show today called Charlie's Color Forms City, and that's the that's the opening screen for it. So, what do you see here? An octopus and a fish ship and a turtle and a seahorse. And what kind of show do you think it's going to be? Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's fill in some of the blanks. Let's watch the first episode. What does Charlie look like? A, sh- a shape, a triangle, a circle, lines, and a square. Whoa, what's happening? Whoa, what's happening? What just happened? They went inside his mind. How could you tell? Well, because his mind opened. And a rainbow flew out, right? Yeah. The triangle is his mind. Say that again? The triangle is his mind. Oh, okay. Is this a good story? No, because they're eating all his pancakes. Do you like this show so far? It's weird. It's weird? What's weird about it? They're all, like, crazy. (laughs) Everyone's crazy? What do they do that's crazy? Just, well, it's like Daniel Tiger. They just tell you a question, then wait for you to answer it for eight minutes. For eight seconds, then you don't even have time to answer. <laughs> That's not enough time to answer which shape they should use. Yeah. What do you think is good about this show so far? He's made. Uh, we've gone into different parts of his mind, so the weirdos came and took all the pancakes. Now what's happening? They're calling Miss Weather. Who's Miss Weather? Uh, the one who knows about the weather. What is she driving? A motorcycle. Made out of what? Clouds. Now what's happening? It's raining pancake. What if it said Charlie Chocolate Factory? Then we would be watching Charlie Chocolate Factory. That's true. We would be. So what? if you had to describe this show to your friends, what would you? how would you describe it? It was raining pancakes. You would say, guys, you got to watch this show. It was raining pancakes. Yeah. Is there anything else you would tell them about it? There are some weird. There were weirdos who took all the pancakes. They looked like crazy little guys. <laughs> okay, and would you do? Would you say you would recommend this show to your friends, or you would not recommend this show to your friends? I would, because it's funny. Okay, so. A strong recommendation from a five-year-old for Charlie's Colorform City. For everyone else, I assure you, this show is utter garbage. You do not want to watch it. It There is nothing good about it. That It's dumb. I mean, it's for little kids, but it, the, you know, there can be good shows for little kids. Daniel Tiger is an example of a good show for real little kids that you don't have to enjoy, but at least you're not like, this is trash. Charlie's Colorform City clunky title it also looks really bad and and what it is i don't know if you know what color forms are i mean you probably do they are not quite stickers but but you've probably encountered in your life like a book that has a certain kind of smooth page and you've got these 
rubber type stickers that that you can slap onto the page in various scenes like objects or people or whatever and then move them you can unpeel them so they're not stickers that's what a color form is and of course that because they're a product they made a cartoon and this is the worst genre of cartoon these these ones that like start with the toy and then make the show i understand that a lot of our favorite shows growing up like transformers or, or G.I. Joe or whatever, like they probably, of course they had toys like, like sewn into the premise, but these ones that like, it's a brand of toy already. And then they go back and start making content like Playmobiles or Legos. I understand the Lego movies are made with panache, but there's all this garbage out there. Avoid it. I say when you're emailing me, because I told you to email me earlier when you had a kid and had to make choices about what they were going to watch and how much let me know how it goes uh that i'll leave that email open for the next 10 years everyone get to work uh well back to content that's for everyone go to the jason signs gofundme page jason is uh um, jason signs is s-a-e-n-z he also makes these funny signs that are called sign signs go to his gofundme give him some money, come to the fundraiser, hang out with me. Don't stalk me. Don't stalk my child. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't believe the run is almost over. I look forward to one last go round next week. Thank you to recently added for giving the show a reason to be. And thank you to you all. Love you. Bye. Bye.